Welcome to Why Do We Own This DVD, a podcast where we talk about the favorites and or forgotten DVD. I'm sorry, I'm totally, I'm totally doing the You Must Remember This beginning. <laughs> I'm not that serious or produced. I'm just going to cut that out anyways. Why? Will they go after us? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna mumble, mumble. Hey guys, welcome. Come here, kitty cat. Welcome to Harry Potter Month. Uh, why do we own this DVD? We're focusing on the boy who lived this month in our collection that we own. Um, last week we talked, last week, <laughs> a couple days ago, we talked about the first installment of the series, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And tonight we're talking about year two. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. Hi, you can join this conversation. Mm, yeah, okay. We watched this movie uh, last night. Uh, it's a lengthy one. This is uh, the longest Harry Potter movie. It was a long movie. It's the longest one. Um, huh. In a series where it's actually the second shortest book... It's the longest of the eight movies. Isn't that weird? Like nothing was cut out of that book when they put it to screen. (laughs) It's about 161 minutes. It didn't feel like it dragged though. No. And I think it's because I just know it so well that I was like, well, yeah, this is this movie. I mean, there are, there's a lot that looking back, I mean, I think there's like a lot you... I don't know what is, you would have cut is out. Is there a lot you could have cut out? I don't even know now. Because I think all those scenes are part of the plot. Whether it's Harry trying to figure out what voice he's hearing to Lockhart to the weird shit that's happening. Because really, what it lays a lot of groundwork for like future reference oh, points. Half Blood Prince. Half Blood Prince would not exist without Chamber of Secrets. Because, I mean, in this one, we see, we actually see inside Nocturne Alley. Yep. Which is integral yeah. in Half-Blood Prince. We what's actually that, see the locket. What's that, that uh, what's that uh, shop that he ends up Borgen in? Borgen and... Borgen and Burks, Burks. right? Burks. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we actually see, because you're too noisy with that thing around you. Because to the people who say that Chamber of the Secrets is... Chamber of the Secrets. Chamber of the Secrets. <clears throat> it's like their least favorite or the... Ever, you know, least important. I'm like, do you guys realize that it's such an important piece of the entire story? It, I mean, it, it really, it, it draws a map for us, really, for the viewer. Especially when it comes to Horcruxes, which we'll get to. I was seeing Hapo Prince, but. And Tom Riddle as a human, yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, it's very important. And I mean, you can poo poo on it all you want. Um, I enjoy it. I enjoyed it last night. Uh, yeah. His second year. He's back at Hogwarts. Um, I mean, the Dursleys are still assholes. They're assholes, and Harry kind of fucked up uh, when he uh, was at home. Well, it's because when we, we first meet Dobby. Yes, he gets visited by a house elf named Dobby, and Dobby's like, you can't go back to Hogwarts. And he's like, what are you talking about? It's my home. And I was like, bad things are going to happen. 
Because, I mean, I, Harry's bummed that he hasn't had any correspondence with his friends. Yeah. And we soon find out why. Because Dobby's been stopping the letters. Little shit. Because he says, you can't go back to Hogwarts. It's going to be bad. And I, I feel so I feel so bad for Harry when he's at the Dursleys because when he's dealing with Dobby. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's, it's so, so frustrating. It's so not his fault. It's just so frustrating. Because they're having, they have guests over and Dobby's like, well, you're not going to listen to me. I'm going to make. I'm going to make this really shitty for you. It's a big old dessert. Some weird It's cake. a pudding. That looks like it hasn't set. It's like a jello I mean, pudding cake. I don't know. I don't get and he makes, what it is. He lifts it up with his magic and he aims it right over the woman that the, one of their guests, right over her head, and then snaps his fingers and how, disappears. And I love how both her and her husband, whoever they are. The Masons. His, his boss, right? Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Mason. It's or his boss and his wife. Vendor, or, yeah, someone that he wants to strike a big deal with. So, But I love how when the cake falls on her head, there's no react. They react not at all. It's She's like, still- are they in shock? Just like this thing just fell on me? I don't know. I guess I've never really thought about it. <laughs> I mean, they're just, it's just, it's sploosh. <laughs> and it's the wettest. I don't know what it, because it looks like a cake. It looks like a frosted cake. Don't sell it just looks ass. like one of those weird desserts from like the 1950s. You know, those old like jello a, molds. Like an ambrosia, but... Yeah. Some kind of mold that looks like it should be set, but it's kind of... I mean, what... Because it, when it plops on her head, it, it it looks like a cake that hasn't been baked yet. And yet Maybe it's in the shape of a cake. Like, yeah. It's just purple goo. But she's just sitting there and it's just dripping all over her. She doesn't react. Yeah. And the, her husband... I guess it's her husband, right? Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. It's Mason. just kind of... Just kind of he's looking just kind at of her. looking at her like, wow, you have stuff on he's you. He's not like in shock. He's not. I mean, he's just, Maybe he wants to laugh. Maybe he there's no funny. reaction. But yeah, because of all this, the Dodgers are like, you're not going back to Hogwarts. Which is odd because that's. You an, think you'd want them out? You want them out of the house? I mean. But they're just, they're just, they're just being assholes. You're like, because of this, I know that place that you want to go to. I'm not going to let you go to it. We're going to put bars on your windows, lock you in your room, which now Harry has a bedroom, actually, a not a cupboard under the stairs anymore. He's upgraded. Um, Wasn't it because in the books, don't they get kind of shamed by somebody? Hagrid? Magically. Magicky. One of the magicky people. I think, yeah, like Harry kind of says, well, maybe Hagrid has to come visit. I don't know. I'm thinking so then seriously. They, they kind of relent and give him a room. They're like, fine. They, they give him Dudley's old, one of Dudley's second bedrooms. His his junk room, all his toys and shit. Yeah, he um, has that room. But now there's parts on his windows and he's being punished. And um, But in the middle of the night on his birthday, um, he hears a noise and there is looks out the window and there is a car outside his window what kind of car is it it's a ford anglia yeah what year it looks like it would be like a 64 but i don't know a 62 oh <laughs> 1962 ford anglia 105e whatever that whatever that means but uh sure and ron size. yeah ron oliver nope that's his real name Fred and George. You think Oliver Phelps? Yeah, I know. Because we never <laughs> talked about the twins. We never talked about the other Weasleys in our last no, episode. They like, don't really factor the, the in. actors. Well, because they didn't they're really They're there, fact- and yeah. they become, obviously all the Weasleys become more important, but we didn't really talk about anyone outside of Julie Walters. But um, 
Ron and Fred and George are there. Fred and George being played by James and Oliver Phelps. Mm-hmm. Uh, twins in real life. <laughs> You've seen that one, like... We gif. saw them at Comic... Well, You've seen that one, that one gif of them being interviewed, like... She asked if they're actual twins. <laughs> wow. One of them is like, oh, no, it's just a coincidence. Oh, t- well, yeah, they're going to you know, fuck I mean, with you. You're going to ask them that. Like, you fucking... They are identical. They really are. I can't tell the difference when they're on screen. I... I I don't know who's who. Yeah, I don't either. I know that James plays Fred and Oliver plays George. I figured that out today. It wouldn't matter. Mm, that's sad. I know that Fred... No, I, I mean, if they switched... <clears throat> If they ended up switching characters midway through, I would never know. Honestly, you call yourself a mother. That's a great line. When, yeah, that happened in the first one. I just, I just know the important part is that Fred rhymes with mm-hmm. dead. Okay. But anyway, they're at his window in the car. And they're like, come on, we're going to rescue you. And they, they rip the bars off. Yep. Grab Harry and there's... You know, Vernon's like, no, tries to grab him, but falls into the garden instead. I liked that um, scene in the book. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember that. A little bit more detailed, book. but yeah. yeah. But I mean, to see it play out was, you know, it was fun. I mean, it looks real. I don't even think how they do this. I'm just like, oh, there's a car at the window. <laughs> and they're <laughs> flying away. It's a, Obviously, it's a flying car. And they grab Harry and he gets in and they fly away and it's actually an invisibility car. Nope. Invisible car. Well, it can become invisible. Yeah. It's if been you magic. press a button. Yeah, yeah it's been magic. <laughs> it has a mechanical button to make it yes. invisible. Because we find out Mr. Dursley. Weasley. He tinkered uh, with it. He loves his muggle artifacts. I mean, he's fascinated by muggles in general. Yeah. But I like, and, how, I like how like a lot of Weasley's magic Seems to be like practical magic. Uh huh. Like you have to do things physically to make. It's not just a snap of your finger or a yeah. flick of your wand. It's you got to push this button and then it becomes. And invisible. then you got your invisible car. <laughs> There's no magic words. But yeah. So they take you Harry to fill the tank with fizzy lifting drink or oh, something. God. I'm sure. I don't even know. Sorry, our cat's rubbing her ass on the ground. God, she's gross. Disgusting animals. Uh, um, and now she's licking. <laughs> just looking looking and looking what's down there anyways so they they take harry off to their home the burrow which is one of my favorite places in the wizarding world i like it when it's a very english thing to name a home to name a homestead oh. mm-hmm. and i love the name the burrow that's and a it's, cool it's not a fancy place by all means because we know the weasleys aren't the richest family in the world they aren't and it's not a fancy name but yet it evokes and i love how it's described in the book like like a cozy like a a new floor had been added each year kind of just one on top of the other whenever there's been a new kid because there's like a need more room yeah it's funny because i mean you would think oh if you're adding on you would build out but they're just building they just up. build up. It's almost as if they only have like that small little square foot of space. <laughs> you can't go outside. So of they got to go vertical. 700 square feet. <laughs> go up. Like seven floors. Yeah. But <laughs> it's um, all rickety and it, it teeters. It's great. And I love, you know, you know, they're Harry's looking around and Ron says, you know, it's not much, but it's home. It's not much, but it's home. I think it's brilliant brilliant because harry has never known a home before yeah. 
He's been in a, he's lived in a house. He's, he's lived in a cupboard and then he has a bedroom. Yeah. That happens to be inside a house yeah. that he shares with his. He basically has three shitty roommates. Yeah. And I think, you know, most people agree there's a difference between living in a house and living in a home, you know. And this is the first home that Harry's ever been in. And of course he's going to, and of course there's magical things going around. There's like knitting needles going and there's that clock that shows where the family members are, which I have honestly wished I could have. Instead of texting, where are you? I just look at the clock. Okay, he's not in a ditch. Good. <laughs> Ours would be at, at the <clears throat> lost quite often. It'd just be, because it's, it's sort of, it's basically the don't know. Yeah. Arrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that's where we... We meet um, Mr. Oh, well, Mrs. What? Dursley comes down and gets Weasley very mad. Weasley in Jersey. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Um, we see Mrs. Weasley again. She comes home and she gives them an earful. <laughs> Where have you been? Harry, how wonderful to see you, dear. Bed's empty. No note. Car gone. You could have died. You could have been seen. But she's quite mad they took the car. They're like, but they had bars on his window. They were starving him. And she's like, I don't blame you, Harry. <laughs> you best hope I don't put bars on your window, Ron Weasley. I mean, really, Harry. Accents are terrible. My I mean, accent Har- is terrible? Harry, can, Harry can do no wrong. In Mrs. Weasley's In Mrs. eyes? Yeah. No. Because poor Harry. <laughs> no. Whatever I mean, he does, if he if he okay. If he set the burrow on fire... She would Ron. never blame <laughs> Harry. She'd blame she'd be, Ron. Or she'd be like, oh, <clears throat> things happen. Yes. You know. I'm sure <laughs> this happened because of something Ron did. But, yeah. So, she's mad. Well, then, then, we, I, and then Mr. Weasley comes home. We meet Mr. Weasley for the first time. Oh. Uh, played by Mark Williams, who, previous to this, I had only seen him in one thing. That he was this... The stuttering actor in Shakespeare in Love. Two households. Two households. Oh. Remember he has that stutter, but then he... Because uh, wasn't he like the banker or something? And he... He, he had to get it. And he had, Jeffrey Rush gives him a part to yeah. sort of he was pay something, off his debt. He wasn't an actor. He yeah. had a stutter or like a nervous stutter. Like he did it as a way to barter his, his Two debt households. Away. Both alike in dignity. But then he like rocks it. Two households. Both alike. In dignity. In fair Verona. Where we lay our scene. Yeah. Yeah. That's Mark Williams. Oh. Mr. Dursley. Weasley. Um. He's described a lot different in the book. He's tall and skinny and bald. Oh, is he? I don't yeah. remember that. In my head, he looks like... So he's more like a, a Lupin shape. Is Lupin bald? Or is he like no. a Count Olaf? I picture the creepy Uncle Joe from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The Tim Burton one. I don't know. That's what popped in my head when I said tall, skinny, and bald. Mmm. I don't know. That guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yes, Mr. Dursley. Weasley. Weasley. God damn it. You're terrible at this. Um, also, I did, we didn't mention Percy in the last episode, played by Chris Rankin. I mean, He's he still has... a good guy. He's still good. He's Percy is unlike... I mean, all the Weasleys have their distinct personality. Um, 
Fred and George are the pranksters, the goofy mm. ones. They're the troublemakers. The troublemakers, but they get by. They don't. They're. they're because they're. They're popular. They're very smart because they know how to, what they can get away with. Yeah. And they know that they know enough to not get academically in trouble. Mm-hmm. They just get, you know, I don't know, socially in trouble. Like they just cause mischief. Yeah. They don't, you they, you can't punish them for doing bad in class because, you know, they'll do their homework and they'll mm-hmm. get the good grades and yet they'll, you know, flood the basement, the bathroom or, you know, shoot yeah. fireworks. There's that part or, in Sorcerer's Stone, at least in the, I, th- I think it's just in the book. I'm sorry. Where Harry's worried because they lost so many points for Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. They lost all those points. And um, Ron's like, well, um, Fred and George, they lose points all the time. And people still love them. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember well, that. Harry's like, but did they lose 150 points in one day? And he's like, mm, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Um, but Percy is very uppity. Very. He hasn't shown his true colors yet. We, um, we only <clears throat> very only... studious, very smart. We don't really, you know, he's head boy. Um, well, he's a prefect. Prefect in the first movie, head boy in the second one. No, isn't he a prefect in this one? Because oh, maybe he's head boy in the third. He is in the third one, because of the whole serious thing. Yeah, he's a prefect. P for prefect. Because when he sees Crab and Goyle, yeah, mind your attitude. Yeah, I mean, we see we get a glimpse of him in the beginning of this movie because he's they're all eating breakfast. Yeah, and his hair's all. And he goes and he gets the rickety owl. Errol, I love Errol. Not as much as I love Pig, Pigwidgeon. But I mean, he's Errol is the family owl that they've had. It's it's probably Mister and Missus Weasley's first owl because that's all they can afford. It's probably like a hundred years old. Can't can't afford. They can't afford a new one. No. It can barely do anything. Apparently. Flies into windows, whatever. It gets lost a lot, <laughs> apparently. But yeah, Percy is very studious, very... He's he, very driven he's when very it comes ambitious. to... ambition. Yeah. Um, Charlie, we, we don't, don't really... We want to heard him mention the... So but far. he's like the sporty one, because he was captain of the Quidditch team, and now he's like a dragon tamer or whatever in Romania. He studies dragons. <laughs> he studies dragons. Dragon he's a lion tamer. Oh God. And Bill, my favorite Weasley. Bill's Bill, just the cool, not... smart guy. Have we He's even heard of Bill yet? I think not in the movies, no. I mean, he hasn't even been mentioned yet, has he? No. Right, okay. He's barely mentioned. Not really in, until... Well, they go visit Bill in the third one. They go to Egypt. That's where he works in the bank. Because they win that prize. Yep. That's the third one. Because Scabbers is... Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're all different. You know, Ron, we talked about he's doesn't have much comments he's the youngest boy and he's had to live up to all these other guys yeah and then there's Ginny's the girl and she's she's a tomboy is she she's a tomboy she's a girly tomboy is that weird she plays quidditch too I mean, later on she, she doesn't yell really sh- and she in the book she has lots of prank lots of pranks she's she has like a bit of all of them in her which i love we like don't quidditch. really see her tomboyness until we, she starts playing quidditch though because no but she you know and look in the books, she does a lot of practical jokes. And well, I mean, they make her do, they make her join in because they need, you know, someone to be the goalkeeper or, you know. That's not till like but six. I don't think they play Quidditch in five. It's banned. 
No, at the house. When, whenever they would play, oh, yeah, they yeah. always Oh, yeah, they, yeah, they always at the house. Her yeah, because they need an extra player. They Not need one in more. School. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, so we kind of gl- get a glimpse of family life at the Weasleys, and Harry's just like, this is lovely. Yeah. Um, but they get their letters, their school supply lists, and I always feel so bad. You know, they're like, this is, because it's all of, like, this lot won't come cheap, Mom. Yeah, because it's all of Gilderoy Lockhart, who's the new uh, Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. It's all of his books. And I guess they're pretty expensive books. And she's just like, we'll manage. Put on the strong face for everyone. Hmm. I mean, and, and it's a very, that's a very English attitude. It's that whole keep calm and keep carry calm on. And carry on <laughs> we'll manage. Yeah. These books cost $100 a piece. We got two billion kids. We'll manage. So they all go to uh, Diagon Alley. They get there via flu oh, powder. After, yeah, flu powder after the whole flu powder and, debacle. I mean, Harry is freaked out at the notion of it, but I mean... So what is flu powder? I don't know. It's How just, would you describe it to someone who doesn't know what it is? It's, go, it's magical ash. <clears throat> it's um, travel through chimneys, for one thing. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah, it's... Uh, it's like a network of chimneys that are... All connected. Because it's not like They're all any chimney, but it's, I guess it's, you have to register a chimney with the flu network. Yes. Which we find out later. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there's ones that are unregistered. Mm-hmm. But... Yep. So some, like, you can just pop into your neighbors necessarily if they didn't, if they weren't no. in the network. They probably have a list of the flu network. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I but, guess you have to... Find out where you want to go and see which is the closest fireplace yeah. then, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, Diagon Alley has one. Yeah. That's where they're going. So you take a little handful of the it's, ash. It's flu, well, It's flu powder. It's soot. And you have to, you step into the chimney because everyone has big chimneys. A giant hearth. That you can stand in. <laughs> um, and you say where you want to go and poof, drop the powder or whatever yeah. and... And then you doesn't sound it's described in the books how how it feels to go through. It doesn't sound like a fun way to travel. It seems like it would be like going through you know, you like, like can't the plumbing. Breathe. Like Harry can't breathe. There's ash. Yeah. And, uh, and, he, and I mean, it looks like a a low income way of traveling because you end up mm-hmm. being very dirty coming out because you're yeah, well. you come out from a chimney and because you see them and they all have sooty faces. Yeah. I mean, it's not an elegant way to travel. Yeah. But so Harry, who's Ron nervous. Ron goes first. He yeah. says, Diagon, Diagon Alley. And you look like you burst into flame. Yeah. Kind it of. looks I mean, lovely. <laughs> it looks pretty cool, but it does look like it could be terrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ron goes and then Harry steps in and she's like, remember to speak very, very clearly. But Harry's nervous. He doesn't quite say Diagon Alley. I mean, he has a habit of mumbling, we find out later, too. Yeah, Harry's Harry. So he ends up saying diagonally. Diagonally. And she's like, what did he say? And Mr. Weasley's like, diagonally. She's like, I thought he did. <laughs> so Harry's going the wrong way. And he ends up, not a Diagon Alley, but... Um, Nocturne Alley. Nocturne Alley, which is like... It's diagonal from Diagon Alley. If it was the late 1800s, you'd find Jack the Ripper here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Basically yeah. It's what it looks like. I it mean, looks it's, like Whitechapel. <laughs> it looks like the... It's where you go when you want to buy some drugs. 
Mimi's there, you know, there's like these like witches like, you know, can I help you? And are you lost? And well, he ends up in Bergen and Borgen and Burks. Yeah, the like the pawn shop. Which is like a, a dark magic pawn shop. Yeah, things that shouldn't be around get sent it's there. Full of, and... It's full of Beetlejuice shrunken heads and shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hand of glories and shit. Yeah, so Harry sees that and then he sees has some run-ins with some creepy people. But then, thank God we hear Harry. Thank God it's Hagrid. I don't know what Hagrid's doing in Nocturnally. But... He was there for... Flesh-eating slug supposedly, but I don't think you'd have to get that from Nocturnelli because that seems like a legit product. Yeah. You'd go there to get flesh-eating slugs. (laughs) Yeah. The repellent you could probably buy at your local drugstore. (laughs) You can get that at at the Magic Ace Hardware. (laughs) Yeah. The Magical CVS. Okay, bye. Um, So Hagrid saves Harry from the scary parts and... Takes him to the bookstore because that's where the Weasleys are. And where they're he like, runs oh. into Hermione again and she fixes the glasses yeah. again. Honestly, Harry, whatever she says. Hey, uh, Hermione, her hair is longer. It's not as frizzy. It's very wavy. It looks like she's starting to be self-conscious of her looks. So she's trying to. She does her hair. She's trying to like, you know. <laughs> as opposed to just waking yeah. up and letting it fly. I mean, they're at that age, too, yeah, where... they're 12 now, and... You know, where shit is starting yeah. to get noticed, and... Their voices, the boys' voices are uneven. <laughs> it's very noticeable in this movie. Harry's... This is Harry's worst hair movie. I'm going to put on record. I know people say, Goblet it's, of Fire. It's not a great face movie for him, either. I mean... No. It, none of their hair is good in this movie. No. It's all their worst hair movies. <laughs> people hate their Goblet of Fire hair, because it's long. I, I actually... Really enjoy the oh, Goblet of long, Fire. It? All fine. the boys. It's fine. Especially, it looks the best on Fred and George. Their long hair. They 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 do rock good Tom Petty hair. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll get to that one. We'll get to that. I can't stand any of their hair in this movie. But I'm gonna say it's because they're 12 and they're just trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives. <laughs> they're going through the puberties and nothing really looks or sounds good. I mean, it is. It is all of their awkward phases. Yeah, and unfortunately, they they signed into this. We're you know we grow up with them. We see which is like I mean, kids. which makes it so much more special too. If you you know, yeah, because I mean, they all turned out very nice looking. Well, and they got lucky with the casting. No one ended up really weird. Well, I mean, and it it starts to matter more as you as the years go by. What, like your relationship with these characters oh oh yeah yeah you know, I mean, their looks matter more no, no, I'm like, no. what? like you realize oh yeah i've known you know this person more than half their life now you know mm-hmm. or you know or even like i've known them as long as i've known my own kid you know? yeah which is weird <laughs> and it's not even a it's not even a silly thing to say if we watch these kids grow up because we literally did yeah. 10 years of their life we watched which is crazy, but but yeah, Chamber of Secrets I couldn't do with other looks. But nothing against them. It's just you know, it's just life. It's just life. I didn't look great when I was twelve either. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Um, but so they're in they're at the bookstore. Um, Flourish and Blots. Flourish right? and Blots, and that's where <clears throat> we meet Gilderoy Lockhart. 
uh, signing some books. What is your opinion of Mr. Gilderoy Lockhart? He is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. so, I mean, because it's. I know he's he's kind of the villain, sort of, at the end, but not even at all. Because he's not the villain the way Mr. Poe is the villain in Unfortunate Events. Okay. Like, like Mr. Poe is the biggest villain in that series. Yeah, he, did, he didn't do shit. Well, he puts them in danger, which... Like Hagrid? He puts them in harm's way. No, oh. Hagrid does not put <laughs> okay. them in harm's way. Okay, okay. Yodoroy will throw people under the bus if it serves him, though. Yeah. Which is his sort of... His whole thing. Yeah. But, I mean, he's just a, a flashy... He's a he's a flashy, incompetent, but I mean he's prideful. He's wizard. a narcissist. Oh yeah, that's the um, one I'm looking for. Yeah, that's all he is. Yeah, but not like in the the way that Trump is a narcissist. He's, he's Trump Sorry. without the racism or the pussy grabbing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you know, <laughs> I don't think Gonorrhea has grabbed a single pussy. I think he might be grabbing a couple dicks, but I mean, oh god, no, but he grabs his own. Um, oh, and he, you know God. he talks to it. I don't know. Why are we going there? <laughs> so, um, Gilderoy Lockhart's played by Kenneth Branagh. Uh, originally written for Hugh Grant, and Hugh Grant was signed on to the, do this movie. Oh, but then... But then scheduling conflicts, he couldn't. He had to drop out. I... Uh, I can see. I mean, Hugh Grant is a... He's... Okay. He's better looking than Kenneth Branagh. I think he's just got a better... He's more of a heartthrob than Kenneth Branagh ever was, but could he get that I don't cheesy think, narcissist Yeah, I don't down? think he could play know. that, he's that so, high energy. Because the, because the the Hugh Grant that we've seen, and I know we, in, uh, about a boy, he's different. I mean, I know Hugh Grant is more of a low energy kind of... I mean, I could see him hamming it up, and I'd be curious just to see an yeah, alternate he, version he of him doing it. He could ham it up in small bursts, I think, though. Um, but, I mean... Because Kenneth Branagh has to have it turned up to 100 every time he's on screen. Every time. He's never not overacting. Yeah. Yeah, that's his... That's what he's doing. He's he's a classically Shakespearean-trained actor turning it up to 11 and each time. And he's overacting in the best way. Yeah. It's so unlikable. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you just want to be like, just, just stop. But then yet... As a viewer, you're like, I still want more, though. <laughs> because he... Because he's wrong. Every time he talks, he's wrong. And you... And he's just... The refusal to ad, to admit it. I mean, that's you know? narcissism right it's there. It's yeah. the best. I mean, I... Like, you know, and of course, you know, he spots Harry in the bookstore, and he's like, oh, someone famous like me. I'll teach you the ways of how to do this. And all the women are fawning over him. Yeah, and Mrs. All Weasley. The... She's, like, fanning herself. And all the guys and everyone reasonable can see right through him. Yeah, they're just like... Like, all the professors know he's full of shit. Yeah, they're like, seriously, this guy. All the men hate him. Obviously, <laughs> um, they're at the bottom of the barrel for Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers. And they probably wouldn't have chosen him if they had a more... Do you think... Because, I mean, you... they say every year, like, who are we going to get? There's no one who wants this job. I know, but do you think... Dumbledore knew going into it that I think they did but I don't think they had a choice 
Like, I mean, did... But according to his books, he probably, you know, according to Lockhart's books, he has done all this stuff. He's done all this defense against the Dark Lord right. stuff. According to his books, he has their credentials. But obviously we know that Dumbledore knows it's all full of shit. So did did Dumbledore hire him because he knew that he just wanted, he needed a patsy? Someone to just be the one who gets buried by... I never really thought about if Dumbledore... If- Dumbledore knew when he hired him. I like. I I, mean, I know that Dumbledore didn't know how bad it would get. Mm, but mm-hmm. it was Dumbledore going? Oh, I just need someone to take the fall for when mm, maybe Defense against Dark Arts turns to shit because it will, and we'll have to hire again next year. But I don't want to lose one of my good teachers, so let's get him. <laughs> I'm not gonna let Snape do it. <laughs> he really doesn't want Snape to do it, obviously. But so I mean, was was Lockhart set up to fail from the beginning from Dumbledore? I don't know. Never thought about. Or did it. Dumbledore just think, okay, if Maybe he makes it okay. the whole year, great. That's if what not, I kind of always thought. Like, just, if just not, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, not that's kind of what I thought. Just like, let's see if he just make it. I just need a a warm body to fill that yeah. position. <laughs> just make it through the year to get these kids. Yeah. So right away we know we know who Lockhart is. We're like, oh God, he's a he's a handful. But whatever. Um, at the bookstore, they also have a run-in with the Malfoys. Um, Lucius, we meet Lucius Malfoy for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, played by Jason Isaacs, who is wonderful and who originally didn't want to take this role because he thought it was too close to the role he had in Peter Pan. Who was he in Peter Pan? Oh, someone with long blonde hair. But uh, his kids are like, we're not going to speak to you if you don't take it. So he's like, bullshit. So he took it. Um, and he's wonderful. I think Jason has it because he's just a wonderful human being. If you um, he... And he's like the least villainous guy in real life. So the fact that he's playing an awful, awful person is just one of those like great moments. It is cool though when, like his, his entry scene is, is pretty good, because Draco is being a little, being a little bitch. He's being a little shit. He's being a little boy. We already confirmed that he's a shit in all movies. And then we have Lucius. Can't even go to a bookstore without making the front page. We have Lucius come in and. No, no, Draco. Smacks him aside because he's like, play nice. Yeah. And you think, oh, is he a disciplinarian? Oh, no, he needs to be shittier. Yeah, he's also a shit, but he, worse. He can't let his son upstand him for the shitty. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's so good. We find out that Lucius and Mr. Weasley work at the Ministry of Magic together, and he's not um, too keen on Mr. Weasley either. He's kind of an asshole to him because he's higher up. He has a more prestigious position. Um, He knows the Weasleys are poor-ish and... I mean, the the Malfoys are all about appearances. Yeah. Money, appearances. They're um, the waspiest <laughs> of the yeah. wizarding world. Connections, yeah. I mean, they're the ones that would get into a college scandal. They, they <laughs> he are, would pay to pretend that Draco played a sport to get him into a school because Draco's not smart enough. But actually, I think Draco is smart. It'd be like... Is he smart? Though? I think he is. His friends are dumb. What? His friends make him look smart. I his think friends Draco, are dumb because... I think Draco is smart. He doesn't want... 
smarter. To ever be upstaged by. Yeah. Italy. Can't have someone cooler. He though. has to be the alpha. Yeah. And I, do, I mean, I do think he is smart. I've always thought that he was smart. He's just awful smart. So. So why are the aren't Crab and Goyle in Slytherin though? Is it just because they're just because they're wicked, awful, and they yeah they're followers because who will Slytherin, follow into the wrong way. Because Slytherin, you have to be you're you tend they're, to be very cunning. I mean, I mean they're more yeah. Well, I think they're just bullies like Dudley. But because I mean, where would they go then? You know, because you they're not they wouldn't be Hufflepuffs. No, they're not smart enough to be Ravenclaws. They're not brave they're on not, their own. They're not good to be Gryffindor. Yeah. So. Yeah, so the guess, hat's like. So really, well, I guess. So really, I guess Slytherin is the catch-all for just the shittiest. The shit people, not yeah. But yeah, because if you're dumb and good-hearted, you go into Hufflepuff. So there's a scene. There's a scuffle. Is there a scuffle in the movie? There's a scuffle in the book. No, there's no scuffle. In the movie. Well, there's a scene, and you know, and we see Lucius throw a book into well because he grabs pale. he's like secondhand books he grabs he her books and he's looking at him he's like he's being all judge, judgy judgy about yeah. him yeah and he and then is, he puts him back in her cauldron and and does harry notice that there's seems to be one it's not nothing is said but the because he looks at it yeah but is it just because he looks at it because the camera's looking at <laughs> I it i don't know i like, mean is it telling is it just the cue for the for people to go, what's he what looking else? at? What else did he throw in there? Because then the camera lingers on a black leather bound book. Yeah, that's like that's not there. But no one, I think first time viewing, no one's like, what is that? They're just like, hmm. So then they go off to school. See you at work. See you at school. And now they're, um, they go to platform nine three quarters and all the Weasleys go in and Harry and Ron are like, okay, well, here we go. And hmm, what happens? And Yeah, conveniently. They're the last ones to go. Mr. and Mrs. Weasley walk in with Ginny instead mm-hmm. of waiting for everyone else to go. And then they walk in with Ginny. You know. So Harry and Ron are left behind. Yep. They go. But they don't get through. But then they bang to the wall. They bang the wall because the gate has sealed itself or something. That's and right. then the whistle blows and the train is, they realize yep. the train's It's 11 o'clock. Gone. That train is leaving. And they're like, how are we going to get there? And Harry's like, well, let's just go wait by the car. And then Ron's like, the car. So these dumbass boys decide to take that car that all the Weasleys took. Yeah. In a, in a show of absolute, the worst judgment. <laughs> Dumb. Instead of just waiting at the car with, for Mr. Yeah. And Mrs. Weasley to come back and be like, yeah. um, something happened. They're like, oh, we'll just drive ourselves to school. In the air. We don't know where it is. We don't know how to Invisible. Yeah. <laughs> Not knowing that it's like six hours away. And I guess the Hogwarts Express travels on regular train tracks then because they're, able to, they're able to see it and follow it. And Yeah. So, I mean, I guess. I never was so that. So, two either. muggles, would they just see a train leaving the station? Maybe. I'd never thought about that before. And be like, oh, look at that fancy old-timey train. Maybe. Going off. Or where they even the see it. Goes. Is it enchanted like Hogwarts is? But. Uh, Does but, it matter? But no. But obviously, Hogwarts is a physical place in a physical part yeah. of the and world. Yeah, and when Muggles look at it, they just see old ruins. And, yeah, there's the whole, like, 
keep away charm or whatever the hell. Yeah. Like, they have no, you know, with no desire to go there. But what if a mug was like, you know what? I'm going to go and see what this is all about. See what these ruins are. Well, that's what, what the would happen. Go away charm is that's enchanted. It, it makes you oh, not want to. Oh, it makes you think like. I'm not going to go there. Because, of course, if I saw runes, I would go straight for I'm those like, runes. I'm like, you go and look and see what's inside. I'd be going looking for the Blair Witch and shit. But, yeah. so this train runs on train tracks. Sure. Mm-hmm. Are we to assume that these train tracks are only for the Hogwarts Express? Or are they regular train tracks? I think it's only for the Hogwarts Express. They they are in cahoots with the other minister. So it's not like... No one knows about him, so maybe they made a like. Is there just one specific like the other minister was like, "We'll make strip a strip of land that's just train tracks yeah. for yeah, let's say that. for magic trains." Yeah. So these two boys and why take no. a train to the school? They're magic. You can get there because it's the fun of it. The trolley, the pumpkin pasties. It's the fun of it. Okay. The hijinks and so many. There would be no books. Um, so, th- so if you live close to the Hogwarts, do you still have to take the train or can you I've commute to school? Too. Because it's in Scotland. And I was like, what about the people that live like, in Scotland? Like they're not going to go all the way to London to get the train and then I go to back to Scotland. So, I mean, I guess the train only exists for Londoners. Is that why we never see Seamus and, uh, on the train? Sure. Staff. What about uh, Cho? Isn't she on the train? She's on the train. Because we see her at the cart one time. Yep. Pumpkin pasties. So she might live in the city, but... but I uh, don't know. I'm sure people have asked... I'm sure you could Google it. Like, if you live in Wales, how do you get to Hogwarts? Take a boat? You take a train to London. Wales is connected. Oh, it is, isn't it? Northern Ireland is not. <laughs> right. <laughs> If you live in on the oh Isle of Man, God! if you, if, if you, <laughs> then if you, you apparate illegally. Okay, so these two boys uh, get into this Ford Angula. Mm-mm. Not an Angula. <laughs> Nuclear. <laughs> what is it? Shit. Anglia. That's what I, oh God! Same word. It's the same word as nuclear. <laughs> or whatever. Uh. <sighs> It's like when people say Chipotle. 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 Oh, God. No. I don't like Chipotle. Vietnamese. Yeah, my friend said Vietnamese one time and I almost died. Okay. Um, uh. So, yeah, they're in the car and they make it invisible and they fly. They're like, this is awesome. But then it's a long. Well, because they find the train tracks and like, okay, we'll, We're just we'll, gonna follow up, the train. we'll catch up to the train. And just follow it from above. Well, they're at train level because they're right above the tracks and they can hear the train whistle. Yeah. They're like, well, we're coming up. We're getting closer to it. We can hear it. And then, of course, classic comedy move. Pause. Look at each other and then look for the source of the sound. Instead of just looking straight for where that sound's coming from. Nope. Let's pause. Let's <laughs> look it's at a each- screwball comedy. Let's look at each other <laughs> with crazy faces. Yes. And then we'll continue turning our heads to look behind us. Classic. Um, so the car starts to putter out. They get to Hogwarts. The car starts to putter out. Yeah. And they kind of crash land into the Whomping Willow. 
Which is the first time we've seen the Whomping Willow, right? Yeah. And we don't, yeah. And they call it that, right? Snape calls it that. Yeah. Which has been on the ground since before you were born. Like, oh, so this tree's older than 12? <laughs> we know when they planted that tree. We just don't find out till later. <laughs> I, want, I want, like, Harry be like, so what? That tree's like, what, 13 years, years old? Because <laughs> I'm an... I got a shitload of golden gringos. I'll buy you a new tree. <laughs> so they crash that into Whomping Willow, and the Whomping Willow is what it sounds like. It whomps things around. Womp, there it is. The. The noises the it makes is the the whooping, the whoop, the whoop willow, the whooping willow. That's my new favorite word. Um, it busts them around. The the noise, the sounds from the whooping willow are very cool, creaking wood and yeah. Um, but they almost die. But they escape. They f- they're fine. And the car goes off into the... It, the car spits them out. The Forbidden Forest kicks, or the Dark Forest? Kicks what all do you want to call out. it today? Because the they, forest. They call, call it, it the forest. They call it both. So they go to Hogwarts and they're like, oh, that was crazy, man. Uh, there's that weird house elf and we couldn't get into the platform and all this other weird stuff. What's going on? And then... Then Snape. They nope. Filch. Walder Frey. We are in trouble. You, you know, the older I wedding? get, the more I'm like, he's the smartest one of all. Who, Filch? Filch. <laughs> I'm like, I totally get his pissed offness. His fucking kids. Making a mess. Screwing around. Breaking the rules. I'm like, you know what, Filch, I hear you. All he wants I to do is you. sit in his office. I see you. With his cat. <laughs> yeah, that's all I want to do, too. Drink his tea. Yeah, you know. Be left the fuck alone. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, they get in trouble because they came late. Um, and Snape is mad at them because they were seen. Their car was seen by no less than six muggles. Three? Six. Seven? Seven. Does it really fucking matter? Oh, you're the one who's questioning it. <laughs> you were um, seen by no less than so they get to seven ten. muggles. Sure. I thought it was six. I don't know. You were seen by no less than seven muggles. Um, so they get detention, and Harry's detention is to uh, help Lockhart sign his fan mail. Mm-hmm. And Ron... We don't know where Ron is, but he, in the book, he doesn't have to go polish the trophy That's... case or some shit. Oh, yeah, because of this. Yeah, it's a lot more detailed in the book. Because that's how they find out about Tom Riddle. Yeah, yeah, so all we see is is Harry's punishment. Yep. Yeah. Um and he starts to hear a he hears a voice. Like a Kill. almost like a whispering. Kill. Yeah, and it sounds like it's coming from well, he can't tell where it's coming from. It's coming from somewhere. Like the walls? Yeah, maybe? it's just he's not really sure. And he's like, Locker, you know, did you hear that? And he's like, mm, hear what? And he's like, I heard a voice. He's like, mm, I think you're kooky. I think it's time for you to go. So Harry's the only one that can hear this weird noise this weird voice we don't have to go through the whole plot no i know so he um so the three of them are trying to figure out the source of this voice and they come across yeah the um like a puddle on the floor and then they see writing on the wall what's it say you remember 
The chamber of secrets has been opened. Enemies, Enemies of, of the, the air, air beware. Oh. It's written in blood. Whose blood? I don't know. Hermione Do we... says that, but I'm like, it's paint. It's not paint. Didn't they say it was paint? Or is it chicken blood? I don't Rooster know. Rooster blood. I don't know. Doesn't matter. But then they see Mrs. Norris. She's hung by her tail from like and a, she's like, a hook. Yeah, and we's like, uh, Phil, she's like, she's dead. And Dumbledore's like, she's not dead. She's been petrified. I don't know how Dumbledore knows that from not even going so, through it. The next day they're in uh, class. They ask McGonagall, what's with this chamber of secrets? Tell us the history. She's like, oh, fine. And so she tells him about the founder, Salazar Slytherin, and how he thought that only um, uh, purebloods can come to the school. He was very exclusionary with his yeah. admissions and policy. Uh, apparently he constructed a secret chamber and put a monster inside that only his heir can control. But they've looked and they can't, they've never found the chamber, so they've determined that it doesn't exist. And so what, and what's the purpose of the monster? To get rid of all the Muggleborns. So that it'll, yeah, one day it'll be released or unleashed and it'll wipe yeah. out the non-purebloods, basically. And so they all, they're like, I think it's Malfoy. I think Malfoy is the heir. And she's like, well, there's only one, only one way to find out, said Hermione. We have to create Polyjuice Potion. She comes up with this... Cock-a-doodle-doo plan. Because this is a really hard potion to make. These guys are second years. It's a very ambitious... It's like the most ambitious heist. I, because a, it takes a month. Because it's like a full moon thing, right? I don't know, it takes a month to do. I mean, it, it would be like if a, a non-criminal... Be like if we tried to plan a heist. (laughs) I mean, for her to conceive of this notion is insane. Yeah. But Polyjuice Potion turns you into another person temporarily. So like about an hour, right? So, yeah, about an hour. Um, But they have to like steal ingredients and it takes a month to make and they have to get hairs off the person they want to be. And it's weird because you don't need to get hairs. You just need to get some piece of that person well which hair is the easiest to come by but that's and also the gross disgusting yeah so they make this potion in a bathroom where we meet miserable moping moaning myrtle myrtle elizabeth warren yeah we found her name is myrtle elizabeth warren that's awesome uh played by shirley henderson who is a whopping 37 years old the oldest person to ever play a student um, she's, she's 37 like, at the time of this movie. Yeah. yeah. And she looks like she's 12. She sounds like she's two. Uh, she plays a, a ghost of a student who died a long time ago. And died she, all on she the did, shitter. Died on the shitter. Like Elvis and Judy Garland. And Judy uh, Garland died on the shitter? She died in the bathroom. Taking a poop? God, I hope she was taking a poop. She's overdosing. But they found her on the toilet, I think. Is what they said. But it wasn't the bathroom. Because her partner at the time it's like oh she's been in the bathroom for a long time anyway <laughs> i never knew that yeah judy garland, you must remember this judy garland was taking a shit and, and she, overdosing at the same time because on what what was she well it's all amphetamines and fentanyl i don't know the words uppers and downers and poppers and downers <laughs> and poppers and pillars uppers and downers a cocktail of both hmm um we don't think uh, Moni myrtle was doing that 
I think she was just trying to take <laughs> shit. <laughs> but uh, she died a long time ago, and all she does is cry and make and feel bad about herself. That's her, but she's in the. She bath- is the ultimate wet They know this bathroom is a safe place to do it because no one goes in this bathroom oh, because Hermione of- knows it's a safe place. The boys have no idea. Yeah, they have no idea. They're like, "Are we gonna get caught?" She's like, "No." He's like, "Won't someone come in?" She's like, "No. Why not?" Because Moni Myrtle likes to watch. Moni Mottel. Who? Moni Mottel. I was. I know it's an accent, and that's just how you say Myrtle when you have an accent. But it just always sounds funny to me. Moni Mottel. I hope Emma Watson hears this one day and then meets I you. I hope she does too. Uh, for completely different reasons. <laughs> hey, Emma, I tried defending you. So they're brewing the potion, um, but they got to wait a month now and they got to get the hairs. So meanwhile, uh, Quidditch is back in... Uh, back in action. Back in action. And Harry's playing against... They're playing uh, Gryffindor against Slytherin. And... Draco is now the seeker on the Slytherin team, which is wonderful because it creates so much tension and drama. Conveniently, the same time that his father gifted the team with new brooms. At least no one on the team had to buy their way in. They got in on pure talent. You know, I'm cutting all your... My accents are better than everyone else's. I'm cutting all your your lines out. No. How dare you? Um, Yeah. So they all have brand new Nimbus 2001s. Um, which is much better than Harry's Nimbus 2000 and way much better than the Weasley's clean sweeps. Which is not said in the movie. It's okay. So it's an intense game and there is a bludger that seems to be after Harry and after all the teammates, but particularly Harry. No, I think really this one just goes after Harry at some point. Well, he hits what's his face, but he gets in the way. Because he's in the way. It's coming for Harry. Oliver Wood. Yeah. Um, and well, it's like, his, his and room. bludgers don't really chase after one particular person. They just kind of go all over the place. But it seems to be following Harry all over the place. And I think, you can't yeah, escape I think it. The idea of bludgers is that they're just kind of random. Like, I think they. They sound awful. I think they just go after whatever they're closest to, I think. But generally. This, yeah, this one is following Harry around, and Harry was like, that's a rogue bludger. Because I think if you hit a bludger towards someone, then it'll go after that person hmm. until it. Gets this a new one's target. working all on its yeah. own. Harry can't escape it. I mean, it's it's it, chasing mm, him. It's, yeah, and it hits him right in the arm, but not until right after he catches the snitch. Well, I mean, Draco and Harry are going after the snitch in a mm-hmm. fierce race. Is it called the snitch? For a second, it sounded weird. I'm like, that's not what it's called. Gl- in my head, I said the it's glowy called- flappy ball. In my head, when you said it, I was like, "It's called the sneak." The <laughs> combination of a snitcher, nope. A oh sne- my god, a sneaker. <laughs> a seeker and a snitch. It's called a sneak. A switch, snitch, spitch. <laughs> I need some more tea. You have to catch the golden bitch. Um, he catches the snitch before Draco does. And the bludger hits his arm. Well, the bludger hits his arm and then he catches the snitch. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Snitches, and then, get, snitches get bitches. Like, the game is over, but the bludger is still going after him. Yeah. It's like boom, boom under the gun. And the then sand. Hermione blows it up. Yeah. Because she's the only one who can do things. Blows the yuppie spell. Everyone else is just looking at it like. With her explodey. Explodey. Ex- nope, that's the snake. Explodey that's, spell. That's, that's what's... 
Finite Incantatum. And the budget's gone, but Harry's Ron. <laughs> wow. What is wrong with you? Harry's arm, not his Ron. Ron is just standing there. Harry's arm uh, seems to be broken. So Lockhart is like, I can fix it because he can fix everything. <laughs> and Harry's, is, no, not no, you. Not you. Anyone but you. And he's like, he doesn't know what he's saying. So he does some kind of fancy spell. Which removes the bones. Out of the window. And it's just. Oh, it turns into a Gumby arm. Yeah. It's the sound effects. It's all squishy and like. <laughs> what are they? Was it just the sound of someone's mouth noises? Oh, Someone eating pudding? God. Or a banana. Yeah. Um, and Hagrid's like, he's got no bones. Bones. There's no bones left. Yeah. He's. All the bones in his arm were removed by Lockhart. So he has to go up to the infirmary. And we meet Madame Pomfrey. Pomfrey? Pomfrey. Played by Gemma Jones. And she's a feisty little nurse. I love her. Mm-hmm. Ow, ow, Draco. Stop moaning. You'll be fine. Because <laughs> Draco thinks he's hurt too. Because he fell off his broom. In an uncompromising position. He like did the splits almost. And she gives I mean, Harry. He landed on his balls. He landed on his balls, yeah. Um, and she gives Harry uh, some Skelligro. Which is very... The bottle of Skelligro is very cool. You can buy one at Wizarding World. They have those bottles of Skelligro. Oh, can you? Pumpkin juice inside or something. It, it actually does have pumpkin juice in or it? Or something in it, yeah. That's gross. And it doesn't taste good, but he needs to drink the whole thing to grow the bones back. It takes overnight. And whenever, whenever well, I watch it, I'm like, always like, I want to do that. <laughs> I want to lay in bed and just have to drink something and just can't. Can't go anywhere else. Well, I like Ashley. And it'll be painful. Be painful. Yeah. And it doesn't. And he likes it out. She's like, what were you expecting? Pumpkin juice? So I guess it doesn't taste good either. But So Harry uh, wakes up in the middle of the night to a noise. And who is on his creaky ass little cot that they have to lay in? Smeagol. <laughs> wow. Dobby. Not Smeagol. Gollum. Gollum, the house elf. Uh, Dobby, the house elf. And he's like, oh, hey. What's he say? What does he tell him? Oh, hey, to the bottle I go. Um, well, but we find out that Dobby was the one who closed the platform. He's the one who created that bludger to go after him. Harry's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Basically. Um, but he's trying to get Harry to leave the school. Because he's still saying bad things are happening. And we find out that he knows about the chamber. Huh. Right? Dobby knows about the chamber. Do they, does he tell him that it was about 50 years ago? Or I'm mm. You're playing with the cat and I'm blanking out. This is wonderful. <laughs> no, I'm just reading st- my, my quick plot that I have in my notes, but it doesn't say. I don't remember. Because Dobby still can't tell Harry stuff. No, the, the rule with house elves, they can't... He can't betray his family. Can't speak ill about his family. And, so. um, we don't know who his family is yet, though. So by telling Harry too much stuff, he would be breaking that rule and Mm -hmm. he has to punish himself. Yeah, which he kind of does anyway. He kind of tells him. He lets stuff slip and then he punishes himself. He's like, I ironed my fingers or ironed my hands last time I did this. And shortly after, so I don't know, Dobby goes away. Oh, what the fuck he does? He just goes away. Well, because Harry threatens him again. He's like, leave me alone. Don't try to get me to leave school ever again. Um, 
And then they announced that they're going to have a little dueling club at school taught by... I always want to say Lovecraft. Lockhart, not Lovecraft. And because he knows everything. And his helper, Professor Snape, who's not thrilled to be there. And they're going to teach the kids how to duel. And Harry and Ron, nope, Harry and Draco go up against each other. And Draco does a spell where a snake appears. Mm-hmm. Why are you just staring at me? I'm just. I know we're taking about four hours now. Um, snake appears and Harry suddenly starts speaking to it, and then the snake is kind of inching towards one of the students, Justin Finch Fetley. Justin Finch Fletchley. Fletchley, who was uh, in the books, he said he was supposed to go to Eton. <laughs> um, and Harry's like. Whatever. And everyone is like, dude, that kid's talking to a snake and it looks like he's trying to egg the snake on or something. And Harry's like, what are you talking about? And Ron's like, dude, that was freaky. He's like, well, I'm sure a lot of people can talk to snakes. And And even Hermione's like, no. It's not a very common gift, Harry. Stop doing lines. (laughs) God. (laughs) What is her favorite line that we that she says? And we always like, oh, I bet she said I had to do that so many times. There's a reason why the symbol of Slytherin House is a serpent. Yes. But Salazar Slytherin could talk to snakes. And now Harry can. So everyone's like, I think he's the heir of Slytherin. Duh. Like he can it's talk a, to snakes. It's, a, it's a, almost like a dark characteristic. Yeah. Because you know. only and it, and it, it's Slytherin one of those things where if you it. could do it, you wouldn't want people to know you could because then they would be like, ooh. That's... Especially if they're saying the heir of Slytherin yeah. and suddenly Harry and Slytherin are the only ones who can talk to snakes. So now all the students are kind of... Freaked out by they're Harry. They're freaked out by Harry. And I, normally I think they would be like, oh, there's that famous kid. I don't know. Yeah, they all think he's the heir. So now they're, there's all these whispers yeah. whenever he, Harry walks by. And, yeah. But oh, then oh, oh, oh. Christmas comes, they all leave home, but Harry, Ron, and Hermione stay back because they have a job to do. Their apologies potion is done. And luckily, their targets, Crab Goyle and, well, Hermione already got her hair from Millicent Burstrode or whatever. She got her hair. <clears throat> Millicent Bullstrode. And Crab and Goyle is uh, Harry and Ron's target, so they go. They <laughs> Hermione's holding those cupcakes, and the—that's <laughs> not how you hold cupcakes. No, she said make the make them eat these, and she's holding cupcakes by the top. They must well be down. They must well be plastic like toy cupcakes because well, she's I just got so. them both in her hand, and she's just waving them around. And she doesn't have any frosting on her hands when she sets them down. You know it was fake, but. <laughs> These Melissa and Doug cupcakes. <laughs> yeah. So at the Christmas feast, they magically have the cupcakes dangling in the air and Crab and Goyle are like, whoa, whoa, cupcakes. With their arm full of sweets already. And like, oh, yeah. look at, we'll eat these floaty ones first. Get, you know, Ron's like, how thick could you get? But they um, take a bite and they pass out. So they roofie, they roofie two students. Harry, they roofie Crab and Goyle. And they grab the hair, put on their clothes because you know that once they turn to them their clothes are gonna be too small so they they roofie and semi-sexually assault them they declothe them in a closet 
You break it down like that. It's very disturbing. There's no way this will look good on paper. No. And they go back to the bathroom like, Hermione, we got the hairs. and um, So the, she's spooning up the the potion, which looks like, I want to say it looks like a, a bad chocolate milkshake. It, I mean, it's probably because they have to drink it. So, I mean, it kind of looked like a milkshake, but. But it um, didn't look cold. I mean, you figure it's not, it's probably not what should be is not cold it's yeah. been brewing so it's probably like, if not hot it's at least warm gross. and it's chunky so it looks like loose <laughs> it looks like <laughs> loose oatmeal or something gross. And in the book i know they describe there each one is a different color like one is like they call it bogey colored one is like oh, the color of shit what or khaki <laughs> i think harry's was like khaki colored i don't know isn't it all fizzing and frosting? It's just bubbling and... and, and they, yeah, when you say chunky, I, uh, <laughs> my eyes start watering. They have to add the, add the hairs. Add the hairs. And I'm like, I hope those things dissolve to nothing because you're just getting strands of hair in your mouth now <laughs> that you have to swallow. So they go and they take a sip. And they all get sick and they run and off they to their stalls. Them. They drop it. All the glass breaks. All three. They can't just set it down. They just got to drop them. Um, and then they quickly change. They change. Doesn't... Harry changes within within a minute. Yeah, because we're not going to sit around yeah. all day and wait for him. So his face starts bubbling, and suddenly he is... Goyle. Is he Goyle? I don't know which one he is. I don't know either. Yes. Because I think Ron is crap. Yeah. Because crap is the yeah. one that we don't see. Because he got busted for growing, growing pot. pot. <laughs> I was reading about that today. I was like, that's a shitty way to go, but oh well. Um... Yeah, so you quickly change, and they're like, Hermione, let's go. And Hermione's like, mm, you guys go. I'm fine. And she's in the stall. We don't really. She's like, just go without me. Uh, I decided not to do this. I got to go call Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> or something. <laughs> so they're like, whatever. Maybe she's having girl problems. I don't know. So they go off, and then they uh, go down to the <laughs> Slytherin common room where they find Draco and try to get him to tell him about the Chamber of Secrets. They, yeah, they make their way into this. You, did, you, did you say they make their way to the Slytherin common room? Yeah, I did. Were you I was sneezing? too busy sniffling mm-hmm. and sneezing. Um, and basically Malfoy tells them that... I told you I don't know. He's like, I don't know. But a, muggle, a muggle-born girl died when the chamber was open last uh, 50 years ago. And they're like, oh. But then they start to change back. I mean, all they needed to know was if Malfoy knew. Yeah, because they wanted to try to see if Malfoy was the heir. And that was like, no. That was their only like mission, really. Yeah. And to see. And he's like, you know, I don't know. And they're like, "Mm, well, do you know anything? So then they, yeah, they run back and we find out why Hermione didn't join him. Yeah. And she's like, it wasn't Millicent's. It wasn't human hair. I got off of Millicent's robes. It was, it was cat hair. And she looks like she's in and the she new live into, action version of Cats. She turned into a cat. She well, gotta, look at my face. And Ron's like, look at your tail. Why are you looking at her ass, dude? So how does Harry find this diary? I don't remember. <laughs> I completely. How does he come across it? He finds it in the flooded bathroom when they go back and the bathroom's all flooded. Oh, and it's on the floor? Mm-hmm. Why do I not remember this? 
He just suddenly has Because Ron it. and Harry are walking, and he's like, I think Ron's like, oh, it looks like Money Myrtle flooded the bathroom oh. again. Oh. And they go in, and they hear Myrtle crying. And That was funny to throw a book at my head. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so Harry finds this book. Uh, it looks like a diary, but it's empty. It's a blank journal. Um, and But he's just kind of paging through it that night, and some ink from his pen drops and disappears into the page. A little different than how it is in the book. I forget how it happens in the book. Um, it's Valentine's. We don't have to talk about it's it. It's Valentine's Day and there's Cutting all those, this out. Um, cutting this out. I'm Valagrams, 109. I'm cutting you know, it out. And he tries to give Harry a singing telegram. And, I'm cutting it okay. out. It's 109. I'm cutting and it out. And his backpack splits and all the books fall out. Okay. Cutting it out. Um, so yeah, the ink disappears really rude by the way the <laughs> huh. you being rude cutting out my bits I don't ink disappears it. in the page he's like oh that's weird so he writes hello my name is Harry Potter I think he write, just writes hello right and then is anyone there or are you there and then is it me you're looking for I'm out. <laughs> you're not cutting that out the gem like he just writes hello and then disappears then New ink appears and says hello or something. Yeah, like it starts to communicate. And he's like, oh, my name is Harry Potter. He's like, I'm Tom Riddle. I think so. it, the book introduces Yeah, himself. so the kind of like he Harry finds out this guy writing back to him was around 50 years ago. And he's like, do you know about the Chamber of Secrets? And he's like, yes. He's like, can you tell me? He's like, no, but I can show you. So Harry somehow falls into the book and he's mm-hmm. suddenly in this weird... He's in sepia, sepia land. Sepia land. He's in the and he quickly he's realizes in the that he's not really there. He's just viewing it. He sees like a youngish Dumbledore, <laughs> and he sees a very handsome young man <laughs> standing there. Uh, and we hear Dumbledore call him Tom. We found out that it's Tom Riddle. Let's talk about Tom Riddle for two seconds. Tom Riddle is played by an actor named Christian Coulson. Okay. I had quite the crush on back in the day. I thought it's just a Back in the day, it's not like you don't now. I mean. Well, I don't see him anywhere now. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Um, he... Is a British actor. He went to Cambridge. Uh, Even Cora's looking at you all. She's like, stop. No one cares about his history. He does mostly stage work. Isn't he into photography? Wasn't that his thing? Photography. Right now, if you follow him on Instagram, he's wearing photography. Him and his partner. Very happy together. I have no chance with him. Um, he won this part. The age range for this part was between 15 and 17. He's 23. He got this fucking part. Because that's how good he is. He was 23. Well, and he looks young. Um, Dark hair, green eyes. And Harry, he's watching him talk. He's watching Tom talk to Dumbledore. And he's like, I'm very similar to this guy. Whoever he is. He doesn't know who he is yet. Really. Um... You know, the scene that Harry sees, they're, they're carrying a girl out on a stretcher covered up, a dead body. Yeah. And, you know, Tom is like, they're not going to close Hogwarts. Sorry, they have nowhere else to go. This is my home. Harry's like, well, dude, I get that. 
That's how I feel too. Um, but then, so he starts to follow Tom around. Tom's going to the hallway. And then we suddenly see Tom talking to this tall giant person. We know it's a young Hagrid. And he's like, they're going to expel you if you let that thing loose. A girl died. Yeah, I, he's he, like telling him that they're coming for this for your spider. Yeah. And so we're like, oh, my God. Yeah, Hagrid opened the Chamber of Secrets. That's and, what this and his spider, memory makes you think. And his spider killed the girl. The spider killed the girl. Well, Harry's like, fuck, Hagrid is behind all this. Because we haven't talked about the peop- all the people that have gotten petrified at this point. Mm, we don't need to. Justin, Fitch, Flint, Blape, Blape. Got petrified. Colin Creevy. Colin Creevy. We didn't talk about Colin Creevy. I'm a Gryffindor too. He's the we cutest little to. first year. Why do you hate on me so? <laughs> no, Let me enjoy my. We're going on and on, and I gotta. We're almost done. Oh, the movie's almost over. Hurry up! It's a long ass. Hurry up! I only have. You don't work tomorrow. It's fine. I. Anyways, come on. Let's um, go. Colin Creevy is petrified. So all these kids out there, kids are petrified. Um, is this before or after Hermione gets petrified? it's after because they've canceled quidditch not yet because the diary is stolen oh yeah we still don't know hagrid tells hermione and harry and ron whatever hagrid is doing this they're like crap we gotta we gotta confront him and then suddenly the diary is stolen Mm -hmm. and they're like crap (laughs) and um hermione's petrified harry and ron finally ask hagrid about it and and then, and then Dumbledore and the Minister of Magic, Cornelius Fudge, and Lucius Malfoy show up at Hagrid's house after they've when they're talking to him. Dumbledore and Fudge come for Hagrid, Hagrid. and yeah. Lucius comes for Dumbledore. Yeah, say no one likes what you're doing with the school. Yeah. Um, so they take Hagrid away. He gets sent off to Azkaban. Azkaban prison, which is the wizard prison. It's like... Um, it's Alcatraz. Alcatraz, but called ask man um and harry and ron are like crap well and then <laughs> oh he and, tells, he and tells lucius them. is presenting dumbledore with basically an order to step down as headmaster mm-hmm. and dumbledore's like no they'll have to drag me out of here and he's like that's fine i'll go but he starts talking because harry and ron to, are hidden they're, they're under the invisibility yeah. cloak hidden no one knows they're in there except for Hagrid, but... And then Dumbledore starts talking sort of just in vague sort of... Riddles to anyone else. Sort of vague platitudes, and he's talking to Ron and Harry. He like, he's making... Eye contact. Dead-ass yeah. eye contact. And they're like... And everyone else is kind of like, where is he talking towards? And then... And Hagrid tells and them... As Hagrid is leaving, he drops the hint of... If anybody was looking for some stuff, they should follow the spiders. Follow the spiders. And Harry and Ron are like, don't know what that means. Because they've seen spiders marching off. Yeah. Then when they go back to the castle and they see. Well, no, they go straight. They start following immediately the line of spiders. Well, they they see the puddle. And then they see the spiders go out the window. They've seen that all this whole time. Okay. So they go to the Forbidden Forest and they meet uh, Hagrid's. Giant pet spider that we saw in that memory that Harry was in. You're Aragog, aren't you? Yeah. Son of Aragog. I know he doesn't say that, but Aragog is like Shelob. Yeah. Just a For giant. Reference. He's like, 
Which is odd. He's he's a male spider. For yeah, Shelob from Lord of the Rings is a woman. Well, because all spiders should be female, but anyways. Because they lay eggs. Well, no, because they eat the male. Okay. But Aragog's a dude. Ar- Aragog apparently is He's also a giant to... magical spider, so it doesn't matter yeah. what sex he is. So he's an acromantula. Okay. That's just asexual? I, he's just a giant fucking spider. Okay. The size of a... He's bigger than a Fort Anglia. Yes. Which we'll find out. And they're like, are you the monster from the chamber? He's like, no, well, I they, was his pet. Because they, they've taken Hagrid because he's opened the chamber again or whatever. Because mm-hmm. he opened the chamber last time. And that's an Aragog. He's like, he did not open the chamber. Nope. Blah, blah, blah. And he gives him a little clue about what the monster really is. I think it's something we spiders fear the most. Yeah. That's all he says. Yeah. And he's like, okay, now we're going to eat you. Okay, because we don't like you. And so there's a chase in the forest and the Eglia. The, the car comes to rescue them first. Comes to, so the car yeah. is just a giant dog. It's, just, it's gone rogue uh, in the forest. Just a, it's just, it just wanders a, around and then kind of saves them. The car is living his best life in the forest. Yeah. <laughs> so they escape the forest barely. So, yeah. Yeah. Bunch of spiders. Um, And they go to visit Hermione in the hospital who has been petrified. And they see a little piece of paper in her hand. And it says pipes. Because it's a page of some kind of beast book. Mm-hmm. And she's ripped out the page of for Basilisk. Yep. Which is a giant serpent, which is why Harry would be able to hear it or understand yep. it. And it instantly kills those that make direct eye contact. The, all the people that have been petrified have only seen its reflection they've, of some they've sort. They've only had indirect eye contact. Yeah. Um. And then they find out that a student has been dragged down into the chamber. Because, yeah, uh, McGonagall's voice comes over the yeah, magical like, get in your rooms. PA system, apparently. They have a PA system. <laughs> get in your rooms, and they overhear them saying... All and, the teachers uh, need to report to the second floor corridor. Sure. They overhear them saying a student's been dragged down, and they're like, who? And she's like, Ginny Weasley. And they're like, oh, my God. So, obviously, Ron and Harry are like, well, dude, we got to... We gotta, do what we do best. That's save the day. Yodoroy gets drafted. He into, gets drafted into because they're like you're tackling it. This is your thing. Yeah, you, let's do it. He's like, uh, okay. So Yodoroy runs off to quote unquote get prepared. He's actually packing his stuff. And then Harry and Ron go to kind of help Locker by telling him everything they know. They found mm-hmm. out only to find out that he's packing, getting ready to run. That's where yeah. he admits that all his books are lies. And he, they're all memory. He's really good at memory charms. And that's how he made everyone. That's where he because he stole everyone, that what he stole he, everyone's stories and yeah. then made them forget. Made them their forget own they did that themselves. Yeah. And so they. Um, so they forced so them to they come along. realized that Myrtle was the mm-hmm. uh, student that was killed fifty years ago by mm-hmm. the basilisk. They talked to her. She's like, "Oh, now you care about me," but she tells them. Um, basically where well because he asked her tell me about the day you died yeah she's which like, is what she loves she's been waiting for someone to ask that for 50 years that's the magic key the question yeah. that people have never asked it's like Meghan markle huh? in that that interview with the the couple weeks ago i don't know where the interview was like are, how are you doing and she's like no one's ever asked me that basically it's really sad anyway okay Nice derailment. Okay. <laughs> She's British, not really Canadian. Um, yeah, so she tells them, I She's just Canadian? remember, yeah, I just uh. remember seeing a great big pair of yellow eyes over there by the 
toys that by the sink thing. So they're like, they go and they see a little engraved like snake, right? It's um, like a, a, a Slytherin logo on there, basically. And so Harry kind of makes it move with his eyes. No, he talks to it. Okay, in the book, he's he, not dancing. He can't for it. talk to snakes that aren't real. So to make this little engraving look real, he kind of moves and lets the light dance on it and makes it look like it's moving. That's what it says in the book. And so now it looks like it's moving. Now he can talk to it. Because, well, in the movie, we're not talking about the books, we're talking about the movie. I'm just saying. Ron says, say something in parcel tongue. Well, it makes it think, seem like he can just do it whenever. So Harry has to fool himself into thinking that this little carved snake is real. Yes! Harry Otherwise is. Otherwise, he can't talk Harry to it. Harry is dumb as shit. <laughs> So the snake moves. He's talking to the... He says... Harry is his own three-year-old. So the the sink opens and they... It reveals entrance to the secret of chambers. Nope. (laughs) Secret of chambers. (laughs) With the headless... The horseless head. Um, So they jump in. They make Lockhart go first. Jump in and... And Lockhart tries to do like a memory spell on them, but he it uses backfired. Ron's broken yeah, wand. Yeah, because Ron broke his broom. Obviously, he's very he, he broke his what? His broom, his wand, uh, in the first Whomping Willow debacle. So he thinks he grabs Ron's wand, not thinking it's broken, and it backfires, backfires onto himself. And he's like, "Who? Who are you?" And then there's like cave in. So then, and the walls cave in, and the rocks. Ron and, and Harry are separated, and so Ron's stuck with. Lockhart. Useless Gilderoy Lockhart. He's like, just go on. You'll come back. I know you will. And you'll find my dead sister. <laughs> so Harry goes on and he sees... He sees Ginny lying on the ground. Well, he has to open that big door first. He talks... He, the- does he make this one move too? Yes, does he dance move. for it? Yes. In the book. You should read the book again. I just read it a couple weeks ago. He does a little jiggle. <laughs> he does a jig. And so now he's in the chamber and he sees Ginny lying there. Not... He's like, oh gosh, she's dead. And then he hears a voice. She won't wake. What does he say? doesn't matter because you'll cut it out anyway. And he sees the handsome boy from the memory, Tom Riddle. He's like, Tom, you have to help me. He's not questioning why Tom is there. He's just like, I got to save Ginny. And um, Tom starts going on a monologue mm-hmm. about... Um, so fast forward, Tom reveals that he is, in fact, Lord wow, fat Voldemort. Indeed. I want to get out of here. We got to. Why? We got to wrap this shit up. Calling you Carla. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. <laughs> so yeah, Tom Riddle is Lord Voldemort because Lord Voldemort is Voldemort. Voldemort. <laughs> it's his past, present, you, and future. You having a stroke? You have to Voldemort. Call, Voldemort. Have to, Voldemort. Have to, have to call somebody. <laughs> um. So Harry's like, oh, so you're Slytherin's heir. You've been doing all this. Um, and I got to get out of here. And Tom sicks the basilisk on him, mm-hmm. basically. And so there's like a chase. Um, and then basilisk Fo- is- Fox, the phoenix has yeah, we flown talk in, about Fox drops the off the sorting hat. Dumbledore's pet is a phoenix named Fox. Fox, not like Fox and the no, Hound. Like Guy Fox. Like Guy Fox, which is... Tomorrow. Yes. Anyway. Um, he flies in and carrying the sorting hat, drops it down. And Tom Harry. makes one of him like, oh, look at. Dumbledore sends his troop 
and a manky Champion. old hat. And an old hat. He's a songbird and a manky old hat. He doesn't say manky. What is that? He says manky. No, he doesn't. I'll bet you ten oh, billion. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Ten billion dollars. <laughs> and an old hat. That's what he says. Yeah. Manky. Mankowitz. Mankowitz. Um yeah, so Fox pecks out his eyes. Basilisks. Who's has eyes? The basilisks. Basilisks. <laughs> so now Harry can look at it without being petrified. Because he has no eyeballs. And Oh, yeah. That is the whole point of Fox attacking the yeah. eyes. Yeah. Huh? Because now you're not making eye contact because there's no eyes there. Didn't even realize And then that. Fox gives him this sword. Well, no. He doesn't give him the sword. That's what it says next. No, the sorting hat presents. Okay, the sorting hat eventually produces the sword of Gryffindor, which Harry battles and slays the basilisk, though he is injured by one of its fangs. Mm-hmm. Goes right through his arm. Um, but Fox's uh, tears heal his arm because Phoenix had oh, healing tears. Oh, before that happens. What? Oh, he saves Ginny. He, he stabs, stabs the. He grabs the the, the fang, diary, and for some reason, he just knows. That he's got to stab that fang through the diary. Well, I think his, I think Harry knows that somehow, because obviously the the diary is connected to Tom Riddle because that's how he communicated with him. And because t- Tom monologued to talk about he's a memory preserved in diary for fi- for fifty years. So Harry's probably like, "Well, I'm going to destroy this diary somehow," and he stabs book, it with it the fang. It just says like, for some reason, Harry just knew. Like it just kind of. It comes was like an act him. of desperation. Just yeah, it's just something he suddenly realized he had to do. So he stabs it through, boom, 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 a couple times. Tom Riddle gets destroyed, explodes. Jenny wakes up. She's like, oh, Harry. He's like, uh, she's like, you're hurt. He's like, eh, it's just a scratch. But then Fox is like, Meh, crying, crying, <laughs> tears, heal. He's fine. And then they grab onto Fox to fly out of there. Yes. And they grab um, Ron and yep. Lockhart. This is just like magic. Lockhart exclaimed. Mm-hmm. And I go back to Hogwarts. And yeah, they made Dumbledore. And he's like, well, you defeated him again. We you don't know where he went. Day again. Lucius is there. He's not happy. He's only not happy because Dumbledore is back. For some reason. Dumbledore's back. And Harry's, you know. Harry's once again the hero. And Dumbledore's like, oh, it turns out there was some kind of um, diary of Tom Riddle. You have anything to do with that? Lucius, <laughs> excuse me, I hiccuped. And this is when Harry finds out that the Malfoys are the ones who own Dobby. Yep, yeah. And the thing with um, if you ever want to set a house elf free, you give them an article of clothing. So Harry takes off one of his stinky ass socks, puts it into the diary, hands the diary to Lucius. And Lucius is like, he's like, oh, look what you did. And Lucius is like, ah, screw you. Throws it to Dobby. And then Harry's like, open it up. When Lucius is storming off. And then we hear, he's, you give Master's gift to Dobby a sock. So now Dobby is free. You're like, my Dobby, you're glaring at me. You guys, if you could see this asshole's face right now. Get on with it. Oh hey, you act like you don't like recording anymore. It's long. We're going long. Harry Potter. I know. We're going so long. Why? <laughs> Why? Wrap it up. Um, I haven't gotten to my fun facts. So, yeah. The I end. know. We have to get through all that shit. 
The end. Dobby's free. Harry's saved today. Lucius is pissed. And he comes after Harry with a Nevada cadaver. You know why he said that? It wasn't in the script. It was ad-libbed. And at the time, Jason Isaacs was reading Goblet of Fire. And that was the and there's a Vada Kedavra. Uh-huh. That was the first. That was the only spell he could think of? Yeah. Because it really, in reality, wouldn't make sense for him to use it on a child in yeah. public. Because <laughs> that'd be one way to get to ask it. Well, I mean, you figure. He's pretty awful anyway. But I get, I read that he just said that because that was the spell that was on his head. But, I mean, you figure. I mean, Lucius knows. He also let, in, improvised the, let us hope Mr. Potter will always be around to save the day. And then Dan Radcliffe improvised, don't worry, I will be. But, I mean, you have to, but in Lucius's mind, too, he's like, this kid is going to be nothing but trouble for me and my master. Be my servant! Yes. So, yeah. if I can just get rid of him, then, like, yeah, in I'll be in trouble, him. but Voldemort will protect me somehow. We don't know that Lucius is so, in leagues with Voldemort. We... But I mean, that's the mindset of yeah. of what could be going. That's a possible mindset that yeah. he could have. Yeah, let's wrap it up. So yeah, wrap it up. On to the facts. On to the facts. Is there anyone we didn't talk about any people? Peeper. <laughs> <laughs> so you know how we're talking about uh, Warwick Davis as Flitwick. Yeah, so, he was. Be, yeah, I know because then. Gonna tell you about it because. Carone was like, well, you're not in the movie, but do you want to come back as the Carone? choir master? No. Mike Newell. In the no. Fourth movie. That's no, no. Is. Listen, listen. <laughs> Alfonso Carone says there's no Flitwick in the third movie. <laughs> That's what Mike Newell said. Why don't we bring you back as the choir master? And then Mike Newell liked the choir master look so much that they named him Flitwick. Look at you coming in on top of my facts. Because you don't get them right. I'm tired, I just got this from tired of fake news got this coming from, from you. from Wikipedia. Davis played a much younger looking man with black hair and a mustache who directed the choir at the Hogwarts Wells. It doesn't say anything about Corona. But yeah, the, the choir is in the third movie. Yeah. And this is during pre-production for the fourth film. Mike Newell told Davis he wanted to keep his look from the last film but make this the new look for Flitwick. Davis now considers the character he has played some, some relative of Flitwick, though he is still credited as Phileas Flitwick. Fans also said, oh, Flitwick could have been affected by an aging potion in the first two movies. Or, or an aging spell. took or one after. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, some new things we see in this movie we never saw in the first one. We see um, the Burrow, Dumbledore's office, um, Sword of Gryffindor, Borgen and Burke's Chamber of Secrets, Flying Car. Those are all new things. We're like, um, Jason Isaacs did the voice of the basilisk mm-hmm. in the walls because um, Columbus thought he was doing he did good voiceover work and he thought that uh, he wanted him to create a creepy sounding yeah. um, it's good you know in the book it only describes it, you just hear a hissing yeah but my, one of my favorite lines in the movie when Draco says I didn't know you could read to mm-hmm. Crab and Goyle was improvised because Tom Felton forgot his line. Well, well, do you know what his line was supposed to be? No. Oh. No one knows. They all forgot. Because <laughs> this one is way better than what would have been. Well, I bet you can find the the shooting script. Yeah, I'm sure. Those and then it would have the somewhere. it would have the original line in there. I should know you could read. But that's such a good... 
Because his delivery is so good and it's and, so like. And even when Crab reacts to it, you know, he just kind of. Mm. Yeah. Or I guess it would be. Uh, 14 Ford Anglias were destroyed to create the scene where they crash into the Whomping Willow. Oh, it's a cheap car. I think it's like mm. 500 pounds. <laughs> uh, I think it's basically a, a Pinto. It's, an, it's a British yeah. version of a Pinto. There is a post-credit scene, um, which I waited for last night because I couldn't remember what it was. That's yeah, we were confused as to why. Because, yeah. They made such a big deal about this being the only one with a post-credit scene. Because it is. I'm like, what could it be? Because have it's we like never post- seen it then? But yeah, it's... um. That's a it's Diagon just, Alley with yeah. that at the bookstore, and there's one of the windows that's a poster for a new book, whatever. But it's Lockhart in a straight jacket, and it's called Who Am I? Mm, because he's lost his yeah. mind, essentially. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's at 161 minutes. It's the longest of the movies and the second shortest of the books. Um. Rotten Tomatoes, what do you think? It was li- uh, So, Sorcerers was 81. This is a little bit higher. 85. 83. Mm. Not bad for one that people are like, Ugh. I mean, not um, bad for, well. For a sequel to uh, a, a fantasy. Yeah. Uh, Roger Ebert called it a phenomenal film. Gave it four out of four. Mm. Like the set design. Mm-hmm. Um, Entertainment Weekly said they commended the film for being better and darker than its predecessor. Predecessor? Predecessor. The uh, sets among, were fantastic. Among the things movie. this Harry Potter does very well indeed is deepen the darker, more frightening atmosphere for audiences. This is as it should be. Harry's story is supposed to get darker. Well, just way too. <laughs> and even the lighting, each movie is darker each time. Oh, it, yeah, it's it's the visibly w, darker. The Warner yes. Brothers logo is darker each time. Mm. Uh, you've seen the, like, the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the vanity cards. Um, budget, $100 million. That seems pretty that seems low on for the nose. Um, I'm sure it was, you know, the $100 million. Sure. I mean, that that's that seems like a, a very modest budget. They're Harry Potter movies, and there's lots of stuff that go into it. I mean, them, it's so. a, it seems like a very reasonable budget. I mean, yeah. How much do you think it made? So not as much as Sorcerer Stone because we know that Sorcerer Stone is the second highest after Deathly Hallows. That was what nine seventy five, six hundred and fifty million. Eight seventy nine. Okay. So still made a lot. Um, it was the fifth highest grossing ever at the time, behind Titanic, Sorcerer Stone, Phantom Menace, and Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. It was the second highest grossing film in two thousand two. What do you think it was behind? No, no. Bad Two one. Towers. Yeah. Not Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Two Towers. Okay. You're like, okay, I hate you. Bye. Um, any other things that those things that you like last week we didn't really get to say? Mandrakes. We didn't talk about the Mandrakes, no. Scream Mandrakes. No. Wow. Can't appreciate anything. You have all day to edit tomorrow. You don't no, work. No, I don't have all day to edit because I got to take a nap. Oh God! <laughs> I have to sleep in and then. Take, uh, and then I don't want to like lay in bed tonight and go like, oh, I didn't get to talk about that because Sean rushed me. I have to sleep late and take several naps. It's eight thirty. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um, who do we get? Oh, we see our first howler. 
Yeah, um, that's the, the the note that yells at you and then shreds itself. Which is pretty cool. Ron gets it because obviously uh, mom's mad about the car. And the only difference, though, from the movie and the book is that in the book, Ron is celebrated for stealing the car by his peers. Like, wow, that's a pretty cool thing. Because now he's, like, cool, he's up Ron. there with like Fred and George for a minute. Yeah, hey, that's pretty cool there, yeah. Weasley. But then he gets the howler and people are like, mm, that's embarrassing. Um... um Oh, I like the end scene. I we kind of talked about last night where um, the end feast, where Hermione oh. is um, not petri- petrified wow. anymore, so she comes back. You know, she enters the feast, and you know, Neville's like, "Is hey, it's Hermione," and they look and they look cute, and she runs up and she gives Harry a hug, and then she kind of looks at Ron. They kind of awkwardly like shake hands and mm-hmm. kind of nod. Because I guess when they were filming it. Emma Watson did not want to hug either of the boys because, <laughs> you know, it's that weird age. And so they're like, OK, we'll make a deal. Just hug Harry and then just like sh- awkwardly shake Ron's hand. And so she gave Harry a quick hug, but they made it look longer by like looping the scene uh-huh. kind of from different angles, too. So it looks like a much longer. They kept cutting the yeah. different camera angles. And they kind of like froze it. for <laughs> So like the hug looks much longer than it actually was. And the... Awkward handshake. It's almost like a foreshadowing to their future because it's like, oh, they're sure. kind of, you know, but they're just being 12-year-olds. So. Well, I mean, the the <clears> best <throat> end scene is when Hagrid comes back. Yeah. And they all... You know, and... He's and out he, of Azkaban. And he goes and so, says a kind of a quiet thank you to the three kids. Yeah. You know, for... For helping Helping him, him get out of, you know, mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And then... You know, Harry gives him a hug, and he's like, it's not Hogwarts without you. Yep. And then Dumbledore is the first to start clapping, I think. That was McGonagall. Might be Dumbledore. And then everyone starts clapping. And really, it's the only time that everyone is cheering for Hagrid. Except for Slytherin. And he's... Well, some of the Slytherin... Most of the Slytherin kids are. A couple of them are. Most of them are. Yeah, the table looks like If you look at the big... The wide shot, it's... You can see... Malfoy and Crabbing Oil uh-huh. sitting there not moving. Mm. Everyone else is, though. Mm-hmm. But it's the one time that everyone cheers for Hagrid. Yeah. And he's soaking it in. Yeah. And it's, it's such a yeah. sweet little moment. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's... Because, you know, when he was at Hogwarts, he was vilified for being the one who opened the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, and, and he was expelled. He got expelled. For opening the chamber, which... I mean, he was, you know... He was shamed. And to make that up for him, we make up a professor the next one. Well, I think to make up for it, Dumbledore hires him on as groundskeeper, lets him live on on the grounds. Well, especially now that the, he is fully exonerated from opening the chamber. Yeah. And then, this I mean, that just proves Dumbledore was right, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because Dumbledore was always on, always on his side. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fun movie. It is long. <laughs> it is long, but it had a and lot. I think to... that was the one thing that, like, the critics who poo-pooed it, they said. It's a little long. But you know what? Because it just has so much info it has to put out, though, because... And there really wasn't that much cut out of the movie at all. Yeah. I mean, out, out of the book. Um. But yeah. Chamber of Secrets. Cool. What's next? The other one. Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, 
quite a different turn for these movies. This is where they get really good. Same with the books. This is where the books get really good. I'm excited. This was one of my This is probably the one books. I've seen the most. There are times where I've like, I haven't put in a Harry Potter movie. A lot of times it was either three or four I'd put in. I like Ask Man because we get a lot of... Um, I don't want to say better characters, but more interesting characters. Like Sirius Black. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we get way more fun characters yeah, coming this in. This is like where the mythology really takes off, so, if you yeah. want to call it that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. So, until next time, Azkaban, Chamber, whatever. Okay. Sean wants to go, and now so do I. Yay. <laughs> okay, bye, guys. Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs>